Control Center, call them Pelham 123. Why'd you stop, 123? You're all green ahead. Rail Control Center, do you read me? Who is this? This is a man who's gonna give the city a run for the money. Now, what is the price for New York City hostages this morning? What do you think, a million a piece is too high? Oh, I'm not a hostage negotiator. I'm a civil service employee. Oh, I think you'll do just fine. Now, what time do you got on your watch? 2.13. 59 minutes, I'm gonna start killing passengers. You don't want innocent people dying, do you? You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remix. This is episode 265. I'm Mark, he's Mike. This is our um, fall series. It doesn't feel like it, but officially is, right? It's September fall. And it's like September 22nd. You have to wait. Oh, okay. I say Labor Day. I say Labor Day. Labor, yeah, Labor Day is fall. Once you get through Labor Day, now it's fall. I should be wearing a hooded sweatshirt. I know. Just because that's what it is. I uh, I saw the blanket on last night mm. in my house watching TV. Yeah. Liked it. It's I like that it's darker later. I watched the movie last night and 7 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, oh, it's dark. Put on a movie. Yep. I don't have to worry about the glare from, yeah. the, from the sun or anything. Nothing's worse than a bad glare. Yeah. I gotta do TV. Yeah. No glare. No glare. Like, when it, when the screen's black, glare, as soon as an image comes up there, that glare's gone. Is it like There's yeah. nothing. You got yeah, some magic TV. Did you pay for that special coating? I got a special coating on it. I was like, because, you know, it's right in front of a window. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this TV right in front of the window. We're going to catch a glare. I see a glare. Turn that TV on, picture comes on, I'm like, oh, no glare. I guess if I'm watching something really dark, yeah, then I'll see it. So, my very first uh, flat screen TV yeah. was a um, LCD. Mm. Um, never had a glare problem with it. Yeah. And then, my next TV I got was a plasma. Yeah. And I got a plasma about when plasmas were, they were about done making plasmas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, glossy screen. Plasmas have glossy screens. Mm. And, it's a um, living organism. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That thing's got some glare. Mm. I mean, at night, you can mitigate it. It's yeah. not a big deal. Close curtains. But, yeah. Some, sometimes, though, the, the thing that gets me, depends on the angle of the TV, because yeah. i got an attorney thing. The kitchen light, if the kitchen light's on, mm. and the screen is like, it's a nighttime setting in the show, or the, yeah. or the movie... You you can't see shit, mm. and I always keep I'm a, I turn all I turn all lights off. Yeah, I mean when I'm watching a movie, I have a few I have a few strategically placed lights mm. just so I don't strain my eyes. Yeah, but like kitchen light, anytime I leave a room, I turn a light off. Mm-hmm. Well, someone else in the household does not. Yeah, she likes to turn a light on every time she goes into a room and not turn it off when she leaves. And she knows it drives me nuts. She goes to the kitchen and she turns the light on. Yeah. I'm like, do you really need the light for what you're doing right now? But then I sit there, I just sit there quietly watching the show, thinking, yeah, when she leaves, she'll just turn it off on her way out. Yeah. She never does. She just storms out. See, lights it's on. Still a lot of hours. Yep. Tons of fucking glare. I gotta get up, I gotta go there, I gotta turn the light off. I go sit back down. Five minutes later, uh, repeat. God. Drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough to get through uh, Generals and Men. Or what's that long ass? Jeff Gods Bridges. and Generals. Gods and Generals. Yeah, you watch Gods and Generals every five minutes for four hours? Yeah, I want, I want uninterrupted Gods and Generals. I, if I have to get up and it's the intermission, yeah. fine. I don't want any interruptions before yeah. the intermission. 
uh, a friend of mine, actually today, we were talking TV. He's got a brand new one, so you know, you want to talk TVs. And he says, hey, father-in-law got a plasma, 55-inch plasma TV. Uh, he's fed up with it. He's watching it. It'll just shut off oh, randomly. Really? And then it takes about five minutes for it to boot back on. Oh, man. He's on the forums trying to figure out how it's working. Finally, he got so fed up. I was like, hey, I'll take that plasma off your hands. Took it back to his house. He's like, so I got this sweet plasma. I was like, yeah, but does it turn off? He's haven't tested it yet. I think he might have got a lemon. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, like, TV's pretty affordable now. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have uh, just said, I don't know, that's shitty, man. Sorry. Yeah, that's shitty. Get a new TV. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there's something wrong with it. Head down the target. Get one for, you know, 450 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy loves a deal. He's like, I'm going to make it work. I was like, I don't know if you can make it work. I don't think you could. I don't, I would recommend not opening that thing up. Whatever you do, yeah, don't pull the back off that thing. I think we're at the point too. We don't have a lot of TV repairmen. Yeah, that was the thing. He's like, he's with another. So it was three of us, and he asked my other friend. He's like, I'm gonna ask you because I assume you got a guy for this. And my other friend was like, No, I don't have a guy. I don't have a TV guy. <laughs> I, I, I've. Dealt with the TV repairman once. Yeah. He, we had this big tube TV, old school. Uh, like, it was big for a tube TV, like 40 inch. Yeah. Thing weighed 300 pounds or something. And, like, it was fucked up. Called him. And he's like, yeah, I can come to your house and you can bring it to my shop. I'm like, well, I don't want you coming to my house. Yeah. I'll bring it to your shop. Loaded this big ass TV up. Took it to him. His shop is a giant fucking garage filled to the brim with fucking busted ass TVs. Mm-hmm. Fixes it. Brings it, you know, got it back. It worked. Broke again months later. Yeah. Said fuck it. Left it on the curb. Whatever. Yeah. But that's the only TV repairman I've dealt with. And I don't want to ever deal with the TV repairman again. What? What's he charging for a TV repair? It wasn't bad. That one, that was like 30 bucks. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Because, uh... He had to open it up. He had to, like, solder some connections yeah. or something. Because I bought a new appliance this weekend. And I was like, well, is it worth getting a new appliance? I've been doing my research because I was like, I can, get, I can get a guy out here and fix it for me. Or at least give it a go. What I read was, if a repair costs 40% of the price of the actual appliance... Just get a new one. So, same with TV. And now TVs are so affordable. It's like... Yeah. You're going to take it to a guy for 150 bucks. Just buy a new Exactly. TV. And this was a time when, like, the flat screens were coming yeah. out. We didn't have... I didn't have one yet. I bought a tiny flat screen for 750 bucks. Oh, yeah. 37 inch. It was 750 bucks. Yeah. I could buy a 60 for 500 bucks now. Yeah. Or, yeah. or cheaper. The, my, my new 60 inch? Cheaper than what you paid yeah. for a 30 inch TV. That plasma I bought, that, that a 50 or 55 we were talking about this earlier... It was 600 bucks. Yeah. So it was cheaper for more and better. Uh-huh. But now, yeah, now they're just giving them away. Yeah, just give them away. Yeah. They come in Kellogg's boxes. Yep. Save four uh, proof of purchases. Set it off. They'll send you a 55-inch television. All you got to do is pay shipping and handling. Yeah. You got to pay. That's how they get <laughs> Four box tops and shipping and handling. Yeah. I, I, would, I would think there's not much, um, not much going on for TV repair these days. Yeah. I would think. I don't know. Then you think about like a lap, like a laptop mm-hmm. is just a, a small TV monitor. Yeah. They definitely repair those. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe the same people would just repair a TV, flat screen TV? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Place I got my TV, they offer a deal. It's just like, trade your old TV in, get 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. You figure out what to do with this broken TV. Yeah. So okay, got, it's not bad anything broken. So you traded you traded the broken one in? Didn't uh, you have a smaller broken one? No, that I just left in my alley. <laughs> and hoping someone would take it, and then an hour later, it was gone. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out perfect. Yeah, it worked out good. Had I known I could have done this, I'm sure it's for, like, select, like... Oh, I'm sure... I don't think I could have brought them the 32-inch yeah, TV. I, I've heard their ad, and they're like, oh, you can get 100 200 300 even $1,000 for your TV. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've got trade in mine. Oh, no, mine will be, like, the, the $10 TV. Yeah, you get $10 off yeah. the purchase, but, hey, you get that new TV out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that was exciting. Uh, what have you been watching? Oh man, well it's been a couple weeks. Is, your new, is the TV in your room? That's currently a plasma. That's a plasma. Okay. Blackest of blacks, my man. Yeah. Blackest Got of blacks. But you got that glare. Got that glare. It's a trade-off. Off. It's a trade-off. Yeah. You want, you want true black? Yeah. You, you got to do a glare. Man, if you're watching, man, what's a real black movie? What's a dark movie? Aliens. Yeah, if you're watching Aliens... No one hear you scream? That's a black a movie. That is a dark alien. Kitchen Light comes on, though. Yeah, because he was scoring Weaver's doing. Just got to push pause and wait. Yeah. Then get up and turn the light off. Yeah, so what do you, what do you watch on yeah, the, I I actually, the TV? I, I took notes on what I've been watching because I usually forget. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually got notes. I watched a couple movies. I watched some old school. Uh, I watched Witness, Harrison Ford. Wait, did you watch old school? No. Okay. Witness, old Harrison school Ford. Movie. Harrison yeah. Ford. Um... Kelly McGinnis, the kid, Lucas Haas is the uh-huh. kid. Um, fuck, that's a great movie. I haven't seen it in 20 years. Watched a Witness. Went, oh, I went and saw Black Klansman. Okay. Probably... One word. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yeah. Three Ks. Three Ks on that. Um, that's probably... That's... That's a real. That's a real movie. Like it's nice to see a real movie that's fucking good. Okay, I heard that was good to hear because I still want to see it. I feel like in the last couple of weeks since it's come out, people were very hyped for it, and now maybe like the backlash is rolling through. And people are just like it's not that good. It's, it's fine. It's fucking awesome. Okay, great. Our local paper gave it like two stars. They're full of shit. Okay, it's so fucking that's good. What I think about them. Yeah, though. it's so fucking good. Good. Okay. Um, good to know. Yeah. It's so good. And then I watched the whole Jack Ryan series on Amazon. So it's that good? Because didn't it come out like Tuesday? Wait, no. Today's Wednesday. came out the 31st, I think. So it came out Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, I powered hard. So that's good. It's, I liked it. Okay. I think it's kind of... I formu- want to start it. It's kind of formulaic military drama, but it's good. Yeah. It's very good. Good character. The characters are very cool. At one point, it's... Jack Ryan, like some like a higher official, is addressing him, but is like kind of going against what he's thinking, and then he just looks at the camera and kind of gives like a <laughs> kind of like a shrug. Not directly at the camera. <sighs> he doesn't. He doesn't. I fuck you like the office. But. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like that. I'm, you know, what? I like it. I, I like it. Krasinski's. Are we in the Krasinski Renaissance right now? Um, so, uh, quiet place. Quiet place. This. <laughs> I'm not. I. 
Nah. I'm glad he's doing well, though. John yeah, Krasinski. I'm doing great. The world yeah. needs John Krasinski. Yeah, I, rec- I recommend Jack Ryan. It's a... If, if it burns. Yeah. They don't... It's not slow. They don't fuck around. Okay. It just moves. Eight nice. episodes. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's good pacing for uh, Brian Amazon shit. And I finished up Succession. Okay. Damn, that's a great show. Yeah. Highly recommend that one, too. Okay. So we got Succession. Oh, and I finished Sharp Objects. Okay. Mind fucked. Mind, okay. Sharp Objects mind fucked me completely and utterly. I'm still reeling from that. I started I, I'm episode one. Oh, uh, you got a lot of mind fucking left. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Was... Episode one, I enjoyed it. A little bored, a little confused. But then the episode ends, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? So, I got episode two. It'll get finished. Yeah, I think that one's only seven or eight. I think it's eight. Eight episodes. Yeah. For, yeah, HBO. You've been watching. That's all I've been watching. Yeah. I took notes. We've got, yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good <laughs> shows to watch. Let's see. I started, uh, I watched the first episode of I'm a Killer on Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I heard of that. I gave it a shaky hand emoji. It's fine. It's kind of interesting. It's, you know, it's a documentary series. You know, these documentary series, that these these true crime documentaries, you know, maybe you're left wondering, oh, is he guilty? Is he not? This is, like, I did it. <laughs> That's a bad man. This is kind of interesting, um, but not that interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was like six episodes. I watched one. I was like, okay, you know, maybe a couple weeks. I'll be bored. I'll be in a, in a mood to watch some uh, some killer. Tell me about life on death row. And mm-hmm. I'll throw it back on. But yeah, shaky hand. Um, Netflix, I didn't know, they, they, they do like um, shorts, little, little small documentaries. So I watched an 11-minute documentary called Zion about a high school wrestler who was born without legs. Um, and his, you know, he was like a um, uh, foster kid who kind of bounced around, didn't get adopted until he was like 15 years old, high school wrestling coach, takes him under his wing, guy wrestles and finds being alive. It was only like 11 minutes 11 minutes long. I gave it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm mean, on the verge of tears by the end of it. You know, just overcoming stuff. Guy doesn't have legs. It's like, what's your excuse for not doing anything? Man, I mean, how many emotions can you go through in 11 minutes? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I didn't laugh. <laughs> so it was that. <laughs> didn't laugh at any point. Okay. But you know, you're like, what are the emotions are there? I guess they're sad. I guess I was angry at one point. I was happy for him. Cover those three. <laughs> so thumbs up, 11 minutes. It's called Zion. It's on Netflix. Um, watched Girls Trip. Seen it before. Funny. Funny comedy. That was kind of one of those group movies where it's like, oh, let's throw some funny on. A couple people haven't seen Girls Trip. Got recommended on HBO. Threw it on. Uh, funny. It's good comedy. It's, it's, that's one of those... I think I've never heard of that. It, it, it's, um, it's got Queen Latifah. Tiffany Haddish, Regina King, four women. It's, it's, it's like a it's a women's raunch com. Four okay. women go down to New Orleans for like like their old college pals that have um, um, grown apart over the years, and they get together for like this trip where they're all going to reconnect their friendship. Right. Uh, it's it's funny. It's, that, that Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, she's in everything. She she's doing a lot. of She's going to be in now. Yeah, she's I, this was it. This was like a girls' trip came out. 
She was on a sitcom that I liked called The Carmichael Show. Uh, it only went two, three seasons. Um, she was really funny in that, but she was like a, you know, she was like the neighbor kind of, kind of, she wasn't like one of the stars. Uh, she was funny in it, and then Girls Trip happened, and people were just like, oh, this, this lady, she's the funniest part of the whole movie. Like, the rest of it, like the story, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. The, these people, they had a falling out, someone backstabbed somebody. But as far as the comedy goes, it's like, anytime Tiffany Hatch is saying stuff, you're just like, this lady's funny. Uh, and yeah, now she's going to be in like four other movies. Yeah, I saw like, there were three previews, and when I went to see Black Panther, there was three previews. She was in oh, three of the five previews. And I haven't seen Black Panther, so these might be new movies Yeah, that I'm not even aware of to the other three movies that I was talking Probably. about. Probably, yeah. Uh, so that was good. Watched Shrek twice. There was a little girl in my house. Shrek one twice? Yep. Love Shrek, but only Shrek one. Watched it twice, so I kind of caught it in Has now. Has seen Shrek 2? No. No, just doesn't want to fuck around with it. Yeah. Shrek 1. <laughs> Princess Fiona, Lord Farquaad. This is what she, she wants, the hits. Yeah. The donkey. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's Shrek's, Shrek's good. It's really good. The first time I put it on, I kind of walked. And I was like, oh, I remember this part. This part's funny. And you leave. And you come back. And you're like, oh, no, this part's funny. Second time it came on, I probably missed the first part of it. Came back. I just watched it from rescuing Princess Fiona to the end of the movie. That's a good movie. It's a damn good movie. I don't know, Shrek 2, 3, 4 pulled up, but Shrek 1 is that, that's a solid thumbs up flick for me. I watched 13 Going on 30. Oh, uh, Jennifer Garner? Jennifer Garner. Judy Greer, Mark Ruffalo, uh, young girl is 13, wishes to be 30. It's not a big situation. She goes forward in time. So it takes place in the 80s. She wishes to be 30. Fast forward to 2004, her life has progressed, and it's kind of like, oh, what happened to her life? Is it great? On the surface, yeah. But maybe when you dig a little deeper, some of that childlike wonder has left her, and she's become a uh, career businesswoman. Mm. Thumbs down. Mm. Did not enjoy it. I was out from the jump where it was like, this girl's a nerd, and she's granted a wish, and she wishes to be 30. Wouldn't she just wish to be cool? Yeah. It was very random to be like, oh, my life would be so much better if I was 30. <laughs> no one thinks that. No, no. When I was trying to explain, she's like, oh, but she read that article, 30, flirty, and thriving. I was like, yeah, I get it. But they should have done more. Maybe like her parents were like, you can't go to this. Maybe when you're 30 and you pay your own bills, then you can. And then she goes, I wish I was 30. And then magic happens. She's 30. Learns a valuable life lesson. There was none of that. This was like, oh, she's just a nerd in high school. She wants to be 30? Or whatever age you are when you're 13. I don't know what that is. It's like fourth grade. When you're 13, you're 13. Yeah. Like, what grade is that? Oh, what grade? Yeah, sorry, what grade? Uh, seventh. Seventh. Okay, so she's a seventh grader. So middle school. So it's like, you're a nerd in middle school. Yeah, you don't want to wish you were 30. You just wish you were cool. Or wish you were like a, a senior in high school. You skip I mean, all the way to 30. You don't skip 21. You definitely don't skip 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's some all right stuff in there. But, uh, yeah. Not, I've heard not mixed, a winner for me. I've heard mixed reviews on that movie from yeah. multiple people. Yeah. I've, I've, I've talked to people that loved it. Mm-hmm. I've talked to people that hated it. Yeah. I've talked to people that like, eh, it's whatever. It, well, it did not get a wavy hand emoji. No wavy. Down. Thumbs down Thumbs emoji. Down. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. A lot of movies over over a long Labor Day weekend. 
get a, get a bunch of stuff in. So, yeah. Saw some other movies. I, I, I don't know. We didn't talk about trains or anything. Which there was no good segue. No, you know, no, just just movie. Yeah, was our segue. Oh well, we watched the movie. Here's another, Here's another movie, movie we watched. <laughs> Mike and I watched 2009's remake of the 1974 movie Taking of Pelham 123, originally starring Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw, uh, and a bunch of other people. You just go, I know that guy. Fucking Jerry Stiller's in it. Jerry Stiller's in it. Uh, Hector Elizondo, um, the guy from Psycho who played uh, yeah. the uh, private investigators in it. Yeah. Taking Bell 123, the story of um, four men who take a New York City subway train uh, hostage, uh, demanding a million dollars, and the investigation that goes into uh, solving it and race against clock. It's kind of one of those, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hostage film, which, uh, as I was going through my hostage film, I was like, this is an underrated genre of movie, the hostage film. Uh, you know, there's, there's it's kind of a hybrid, though. It's like a hostage heist. Yeah. Investigate, because they're also trying yeah. to figure out, like, there's a, oh, well, one, one, yeah, heist, how these guys going to get out of it, but then the whole while, uh, our hero, Walter Matthau, and the rest of the, uh, the police are trying to, like, well, who are these guys? And trying to figure that out. So uh, yeah, yeah. Was this your first time seeing? Yeah, taking a Pelham one two three. It was. It was my first time. What seeing was your it. thoughts of the nineteen seventy four film? Loved it. Yeah, great. I had never seen this before. Um, it was a joy. You never know these old movies. It's like oh, especially one that was like uh, I didn't you know I heard it was a remake but didn't know it was a remake. You don't know how it's gonna be. No. Could have been slow, especially in the seventies. Could have been that movie. Uh, a lot of language yes. for a 70s movie. A lot of fucks, sons of bitches. But while having a pretty like, intense language, yeah. kind of a whimsical film. <laughs> yeah, a <little> whimsy <laughs> in it. Walter Matthau keeps it light. Yeah, has a whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, it's a 1974. Um, Walter Matthau, he, he plays a transit cop. Uh, kind of a grumpy old man. Yeah. Walter Matthau's always been old. Yeah. I don't, I'd like to see what his earliest role is and see what he looks like. He's always just been that old. Yeah. He's always had that face. He just always looks old. Always had that droopy face. Uh, he's in an old, he's in some old school war movies okay. that, um, he still looks old. Even though he's playing like a 20 year old soldier. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of language. Some, Problematic views on uh, women, cop, and race. It was a different age. Different age. Different like when, age, yeah. Uh, when he's just hourly insulting Japanese people in front of Japanese people, I was like, does this pay off at any point? Nope. I was just... No. It, let's, yeah. you know, let's you know, hey. It's it's interesting watching movies like that yeah. in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, as the cop... Uh, Cop of a man or a woman? <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't think to ask. I was like, neither did I. <laughs> As a viewer of this movie, and I was like, oh, how come the undercover cop hasn't sprung in yet? Well, we don't know. It's one cop, four men. What if she's a dame? She doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> and then, like, the, the even bigger asshole uh, 
train manager. The guy just doesn't care. He just wants the trains to run. Just wants the trains to ride. He's like, whooping camp, I tell you. Never in my day. (laughs) And it wasn't a whooping cop. They just felt they had to write that in. (laughs) We need to stress this out. What if they argue about whether it's a whooping cop or not? (laughs) Put that in there. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I I, I thought it was great. You know, that, that stuff aside, and you're just like, oh, it's just a different time. But uh, it's great. Walter Matthau's good. Robert Shaw's good. The whole the 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 the, the band of robbers are all really good. And uh, yeah, I just like that. Kind of not because he's just kind of whimsical. But it's got kind of this moody, this atmospheric. You know, just talking back and forth. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Machine gun. So I enjoyed it. Um, this movie was also remade. So it's based off a book. I think it's by the same title, taking Pelham 1, 2, 3. Also re- made for television in 1998, starring oh. Edward James Olmos and Vincent D'Onofrio. Really? Once again, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we don't do TV movies. Fast forward to 2009, they remake the movie. Once again, men, armed men, take over a uh, subway train, hold it hostage, this time for $10 million. Uh, Inflation. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ask for a million dollars. I think at one point... The bad guy goes, a million dollars would just be comical. Or like something along those lines. Yeah, like yeah. Say, yeah. It'd be silly to ask for a million dollars. This one time, it stars John Travolta as uh, as Ryder, the leader of the uh, armed robbers who, who take over the train. Uh, and Denzel Washington in the Walter Matthau row. Kind of a hybrid, though. He's kind of like the Walter Matthau. And they kind of just take a bunch of roles that... In the original, it was like, oh, that was four different guys doing that. And they kind of just roll it all into one. Denzel Washington uh, plays Garber, uh, the taking of Pell 1 through 3. Have you seen this previously? No. First I thought time I, I thought I had, but I had not. Yeah. So directed by Tony Scott, uh, his second to last film before his death. Uh, really had a thing for Denzel Washington. And Trains. And Trains, because he goes <laughs> to the taking of Pell 1 through 3. And and that's he, unstoppable. He did a lot with Denzel. He did like four or five movies. Crimson right? Tide, Man on Fire... This one, Unstoppable, I'm sure there's like four of these. Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, did he do American Gangster? No, I don't think that was okay. Tony Scott. Not stylized as a, as a Tony Scott. Right, right, now. yeah. Um, yeah, so now we're updated. 2009 takes place in modern times. Great cast, kind of rounding this up. James Gandolfini, John Turturro's in this. Um, it's Luke. kind of like almost one of these like supercast, Usman. supercast films that come out once in a while. Like, yeah. You know, there was a lot of names. But not like an Ocean's Eleven. Not like an Ocean's... Not not as absurd as yeah. like those like holiday films right. that come out with, oh, Channing Tatum and everybody in yeah. the cast, you know? Like, this, this is just a nice like yeah. supercast where it's like, okay, John Travolta, Denzel Washington. Two big movie stars at the time. Uh... Especially Denzel, it's the only thing I had to be in. Like he was just popping out two movies every year in the two thousands. Travolta coming off some stuff like you know. I think this kind of the last maybe theatrical thing he did before kind of now. But he had two big movie stars, and then John Turturro just shows up. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm happy to see this guy yeah. here. Uh, and then cut to the mayor, James Gandolfini. You're like, oh, this guy's a fantastic fucking yeah. rule. Uh, yeah, the. Uh, the asshole train supervisor who we just kept calling uh, poor man's Kevin James. <laughs> I got to look at his face. I'm like, that looks like Kevin James with a mustache. <laughs> like skinny, poor man Kevin James. Uh, 
Yeah, I know we're gonna change up the. I don't want to say what would you think of it, but uh, what, what, what do you think of, like the plot? This this like the hook of the taking of Pelham one two three. Uh, I think it's a, I th- I like it. Yeah, I like this train thing. I like this like let's separate these cars. Let's, let's yeah. isolate ourselves. Um. Yeah, I mean it's kind of unrealistic. Right. Like, why would you choose? To help hold hostage, like yeah, a subway train, but it's right because it just throws like throws everyone else off. It's right? Like, no, like what? They, how are they gonna escape? They're, like they're have the same places we have. Like, exactly. So it does lead for a great like mystery. It's like you know why, why are they taking over a train? Yeah. Yeah, and I think if in, in a situation like that in real life, I do think like the police slash SWAT team would just go. They just clean those guys up real quick. Yeah. I mean, they're isolated on on a single train car. Mm-hmm. It's dark down there. Yeah. They could take those guys out in five minutes and not lose a single person. But but do you take the risk? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. You can't guarantee 100%. Is it worth going in 99.9% sure you can get all four? Before one of them gets a shot off and takes out, uh, takes out a little kid? Man. You, trade, you, trade, you trade one innocent for four bad guys? That's just good math. But the city, they got insurance. <laughs> Ten million dollars is the most you can ask for. Right. Yeah. Right. Why do they do that? Um, yeah, I like. So watching the original to this, I, there there were some changes in there that, that I that I kind of dug. Okay. Um, I, I like that. So in the first one, it's kind of like ah, these four guys. One of them's just kind of with this like mercenary. Um, he was like put together a team. We're gonna rob the train. I like that. Like. There was like a, a, a plan on top of just getting $10 million on it. And it was like the little things where it's like, oh, $10 million, that's the most you can ask for. That's the most that they're right. willing to pay out. And it's like well, some robber willing, you know, some crazy bank robber wouldn't know that. It's like, oh, well, who is this guy? Yeah, he had this whole other yeah. thing that really didn't even involve that ransom money. Right. Now, could that have been flushed out a little more? Maybe. I was a little confused. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't seem to know what was going on. Right. Yeah. Um, what about the cast? Denzel, uh, Travolta. That, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I like Tuturo. Um, I mean, to me, the weakest link was Travolta. Mm-hmm. And it's because... I don't know if this was in the script or... Travolta just demanded this, and Tony Scott was just like, "Fine." Yeah. But I feel like I feel like this is what I I feel like Travolta's like, "Oh, I'm doing a rated R movie. Mm-hmm. I can say motherfucker. I'm adding motherfucker to end of every piece of dialogue I had." Yeah. And that drove me nuts because not only did he say the words motherfucker so many times, he's not even remotely convincing to me I, saying motherfucker. So I had two notes on that. One. If you had a problem with John Travolta, could Samuel L. Jackson have played this role? That's a guy who says motherfucker a lot. And I think, I mean, if that was in the script and you need a guy to say motherfucker 80 times, just get Samuel L. Jackson. Put him in there. He'll say it. Uh, and the other part was, I don't think John Travolta curses that much in real that, life. That's the thing. It was not convincing. It, yeah. When he was just kind of taxing on at the end. Like, yeah. Hey. You got 14 minutes, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Mother. And it's just like, this doesn't seem right coming yeah. from you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and I don't know if, and, and maybe, maybe that's the genius behind the performance. Yeah. Because in the end, you know, he's just some Wall Street guy. Yeah. 
maybe he's just he's saying all this irrational shit yeah to make them think he's just some crazy lunatic guy mm-hmm. or like, like, because he was just a Wall Street guy who ends up going to prison for a really long time gets a neck tattoo maybe this is this is this is a broken man this is a little, yeah. like a little he's got a temper and yeah maybe this is like you know maybe his normal life he didn't curse that much but now hey he's mad and it's just like you know you know when you're mad like especially when you're a kid or something you'll just like or you know maybe like a teenager you're just like really mad and you just like throw a curse word at the end that's kind of Travolta here. Yeah. yeah. I just got thrown out there. I will say, Travolta looked badass with the neck tat and the goatee. Yeah. I was watching this, and, um... <laughs> so before I rewatched it, someone had told me, like, they had seen it. They knew what movie we were doing. I was like, I don't know about John Travolta. I was like, oh, man, is Travolta not good in this? And I watched it. I was like, well, you know, John Travolta's kind of a weirdo, right? Now, like, we, re- we rewrite it, and it's like, oh, he's always been a weirdo. And I watched this, I was like, I'm enjoying John Travolta. The cursing was, like, off... Not off-putting, like, like I'm like, I don't care about cursing. But him saying it was kind of like, it, it, off, it was just weird. It was unnatural. It was unnatural. Yeah. But this is a movie that's based a lot on just conversation between Denzel Washington and John Travolta. Yeah. And in the wrong hands, it can be really boring. But he's good. I like I like their back and forth. I like when he's just like, oh, it's like a conventional booth. And then yeah, I think- Denzel's like, oh, you Catholic? Going back and forth. It's like, oh. You know, you swim against the current, we all end up in the same place. It's like, was that Jersey? And he's just like, watch a man, I'm from Jersey. He, Joyful has a charisma about him. I think the leader of this gang need to be like a charismatic guy. Yeah, and I think if you take off all those tacked on motherfuckers, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have anything negative to say about John Travolta. Yeah. Like, he was, to me, the, the weakest link because of that. Yeah. At the end of everything. Right, well, and, I mean, and this I, is really a movie with four people. With most of the speaking lines, and it's James Gandolfini, John Turturro, and Denzel Washington, and the other three yeah. guys, yeah. You know. Might show you, show your flaws there when, when, right. when you know, you have to act. John is so good. I just like that guy and everything. Yeah. That was another one. I was like, if you, if you didn't like Travolta in it, what's cool about these heist movies, it's like, they're not action movies. It's not Broken Arrow. You know, another John Travolta film where, like, you know, there's nothing physical in this movie. John Turturro could have been writer and maybe better movie switch their roles Travolta's the uh, hostage negotiator Totoro's the the other guy on the other, uh, end of the line yeah yeah. but um, yeah I, 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 as a movie that's just based a lot on their acting but it's, it, it's it's entertaining maybe there's some plot issues or some what, what did you think of uh, the direction so just as a whole uh, Tony Scott's vision for the film um, I don't know if it's a direction thing or or just an editing thing. Yeah, too much cutting and flashing and and weird helicopter shots and and his weird that weird filter he puts on like all his movies. Yeah, it's mean, just very heavy. It's with grit. He's got he's got a style. Yeah, you know that's you, you watch Man on Fire and Unstoppable and this. You know the end of Tony Scott's run and. Yeah, he definitely has like a. He's got his fingerprints. Yeah, um, and maybe it's just of an era, but like it, it felt like dated. I guess like it just like oh, this is very two thousands. Like the um, uh, when they would just do like the uh, the spinning camera shot. Yeah. For no reason, just game James Gandolfini and his mayor's aide talking, and I was like, why is the camera spinning around them? It's like that's just the thing. Did Tony Scott do Domino? Yes, that's another. He did do Domino. You don't you don't notice him in Man on like Man on Fire, 
which might be my favorite. Well, you know, Top Gun and Crimson Tide, those are great. But late Tony Scott's probably one of my favorite Tony Scott movies. Uh, and it doesn't. It's not as distracting. But then when like a movie's not good, like Domino, you're just like, what is this bullshit with yeah. like, the freeze framing and then the weird like. I don't know, like it has like a greenness to everything. Yeah. That filter, yeah, just and, filter of yeah. things. And... Very, yeah, it's, it's very stylized. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you like about this movie? Um, trains. <laughs> I like movies on trains. Movies on trains. Where does this fall? Like best I, train movies. Uh, well, oh, what's the best train movie? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> what's one of your favorite train movies? Unstoppable is pretty cool. Unstoppable. Strangers on a train. I throw Mama from the train. That's, I like that. Um, I like the Mama from yeah, the train. Yeah, uh, probably Strangers on a Train would be the best train movie. Yeah. Darjeeling Limited is Darjeeling Limited. Yep. I like that movie. Um, I like that Garver is a flawed hero. Yes. Um, I like that mm-hmm. a lot. I like... I like John Turturro's character. Yeah. He's trying to do his best as a hostage negotiator, but he knows, okay, i got to take a step back and just let this thing go because it's already out of my control. So he's just kind of kind of giving direction to Garver, yeah. but like not like, okay, get the fuck out of here. But when he, try, he tried to do he that. He tried it. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. Yeah, he has a really small role. It's almost like maybe it's the role you don't think a lot about because he's got, but yeah, he just plays like, the mayor, you know, the mayor gets on the phone or on on the line, and John Turner's just kind of in the back. I was like, "Don't, don't do this. Don't do this." It's kind of like just a, it's a quiet role yeah. he's kind of doing, or you know, when they are debating, should they lie to him? And the guy's like, "Tell him, tell him the money's here." And John Turner's just like, "Don't do it. Don't do it." And it's, it's kind of he was right every step, but every step, got over step, and he's just like, "Okay, let's adapt." Yeah, we got to keep going. Our our mission is to make sure the hostages don't die. Yeah, um, that's probably mine. I, I still love the performances in it. Like for a, kind of a forgetful movie. Like this, we'll get to it when we get to like what we think of it. But it's kind of a movie like it came on. I came. I saw probably when it came out. Probably on DVD. Didn't think anything of it. Popped in my head all of a sudden. Rewatched it. I was like, oh, it's good. Probably won't watch it again for another ten years. But maybe ten years from now, I'll be like, what's that Denzel Train movie? I'll watch Unstoppable, and then I'm like, <laughs> no, not this one, there's a different one, and I watched it in film with right. three, but like, you watch it, John Zero has a good role, John Travolta is doing something interesting, Denzel's just really good as kind of like the flaw, like, as just a guy talking on the, talking on the thing, he's, yeah. he's doing it, um, I love a good hostage film, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, speaking of hostage films, this is the 11th highest grossing hostage film of all time, Oh, between John Q., also starring Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, he's on the other side of the crime in right. this one. And Misery, which, um, not really a hostage film. I wouldn't count it as a hostage film. That's a kidnapping film. Because she, she doesn't well, want a ransom. I mean, now we're talking. I mean, that's semantics. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, it's like, the, the, you know, the square and the rectangle thing. Yeah. Like, the mm. square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Yeah, it's true. So uh, you know, yeah. a kidnapping is a is a hostage situation, but a hostage is not, or, or hostage is a kidnapping, but a kidnapping is not necessarily a hostage situation, right? And so, so in this side, I call that a kid. Just because right. when I think hostage film, my favorite part of a hostage film, you got some hostages. Dem- in demands, yeah, and you have the yeah. demands, and you have to have someone negotiating with you. Yep. 
Um, would you care to take a guess? So a guess what the number one highest grossing hostile movie of all time? I'll give you a, number three is Speed. Okay. Number two is Argo. Oh, I got this. Yeah. The Negotiator. That's on the list? Did not make enough money, but yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, that's another big thing about these movies. It's just like, hey, we kind of need... Kinda, it's, it just feels like an action movie, though it's not... There's no fighting. It's like, there's no fighting. There's no gun battle. Like, right. But it kind of has that action feel. It's like... Oh, let's put Kevin Spacey in... He's the negotiator, right? I think he, he's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. The, he's the titular negotiator. Him, him and, uh, he's got, it's him and... Uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, same bunch of motherfuckers I bet. That's <laughs> Maybe John Travolta <laughs> saw the negotiator and based his uh, performance on Doing Samuel his Jackson. research, his yeah. role research. Like, okay, I see. So he's on the other end of the line. He's throwing out motherfucker a lot. I gotta say it too. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. You know, there's a guy. So number two was what? Argo. Argo's number two? Yeah. Argo fucking rules, by the way. Argo, Argo's great. Uh, what was three? Three is Speed. Man, what could one be? Yeah. Uh, you're going to say it and I'll be like, uh Stars some big action heroes. John Leguizamo's in this film. Johnny Legs. Big action star. Steven Seagal, probably the biggest action star. Under Siege? Not, almost like Under Siege, but takes place uh, in the air. Kurt Russell? Wait, no. I was, you know what? Passenger 57? Wait a minute. I'm getting my movies mixed up. Never mind. What is... What's the movie with Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal, John Leguizamo? Seagal's only in it for like half an yep. hour and he dies. Yep. Uh, That's not this movie, by the way. I uh, got my movies mixed up. That movie is... Uh, executive, executive Decision. 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 Yeah. This is not Executive Decision, but it's like Executive Decision. Oh, 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 oh. Air Force One. Air Force One. Fuck yeah, dude! The number one highest grossing... Hostage film of all yeah, time. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's all everything's connected, man. Yeah, everything's connected. We watched the we watched the hostage movie. The number one hostage movie is a Harrison Ford movie. What did I watch? Witness. Yeah, it's all connected. Boom. <laughs> Life is a flat circle. This keeps going. Uh, what did you not like? Um, I don't, I don't like that. We talked. I don't like that editing stuff. Mm. I didn't like the the motherfuckers at the end of everything. Um, I did not like that, and I, I think maybe they did it to give him more lines. I didn't like this mayor of New York uh, de- detectiving shit. It like, was oh, weird. That guy would put him away for two years, insider trade, yeah. blah blah blah, and then, and then he's like. You know what? We'll check. Uh, we'll check the trade market for something, and that never came back around. So he was a well. He's the one who figured out who the guy was. Right, right. But uh, I was just like, yeah, it was weird <laughs> having the mayor be a detective. But so from the original, they kind of just threw all the roles into Denzel, and he, I like that Denzel's not a detective in this. That he's just he's just a. An unlucky guy. Just yeah, he's just a guy. Or depending on how you look at it, is he lucky? Is he unlucky? I I think Travolta said that to him at one time. You're like, oh, it's just your lucky day. It's like well, it depends on how you look at it. Right. Um. So I think they just needed more people there, and they didn't introduce any other cops. So I was like, we got the mayor. Yeah, I think it's we got James Gandolfini. No, let's have him be the one to figure it out. So I guess I assume he's a uh, he was a former attorney 
before becoming the mayor. Yeah, makes sense. And yeah. Travolta has a grudge, but they didn't really play on that. That he had this big grudge. I mean, he kind of was like, "I'm mad at the city. I'm mad at the city." But they didn't really play on like, "Oh, he has a personal thing against the mayor." Yeah, I guess he he just kind of does. I guess when he's like, "Oh, I'll I'll trade the hostage lines for yours," and the mayor's like, "No," he's like, "Oh, good," because yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't do it. But yeah, it's kind of just a weird like. Them sitting around going like, well, who would take an Icelandic butt model to, or who would take a butt <laughs> model to Iceland? Wall Street guy, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run the <laughs> run the record on every Wall Street guy. We've got. I mean, you got a you got a sniper down in the in the tunnel with a mm-hmm. scope on him. Like, can he just like take a picture and be like, this is the guy? Who I is about, it? I don't know about the technology. <laughs> They could have, they could have, right? They could have, yeah. They could have oh, they, yeah. they taken a picture of the guy, faxed it in, and then maybe have John Turturro be like, all right, let's run face recognition yeah. against everything. They figure it out. The name pops up. Maybe you have the mayor go, oh, I know this guy. We put him away for 10 years. Like that was, I built my campaign on throwing him. Yeah, him actually being like the one to like piece the puzzle together. Right. Yeah, it was, again, it was just weird. Uh, I, it's interesting. So watching the first, the original movie... The, the bad guys, they do that, Mr. Blue, Mr. Brown. Yes. And then that makes me think maybe that inspired Quentin Tarantino and Reservoir Dogs. Right. And then I, then I wonder if because Reservoir Dogs is so famous and popular, they didn't do that naming convention for this remake. I thought the exact same thing was that if they would have went in there and it's like, oh, Mr. Blue, Mr. Green, Mr. Blue, they'd be like, oh, it's a re-. Especially because Ripped I... Ripped off Tarantino. I didn't know Taking Fellow 123 was a remake originally. It, you know took a while I was like oh I, I didn't know that they remade that as a movie so if, I, if that was when it came out in theaters I would have been like I was like Reservoir Dogs yeah yeah, yeah exactly you got Travolta in here cursing throwing about motherfuckers what is trying to be <laughs> Quentin Tarantino <laughs> no I don't, I don't buy this see now Travolta convincingly cusses in Pulp Fiction yeah Maybe it's, it was a genius performance to yeah. unconvin- unconvincingly cuss in this movie. Maybe it's not so much that Travolta doesn't curse a lot. It's that the character writer doesn't curse a lot. Right. And Travolta knows, because he went method. Yeah. He's like, okay. Then he built this character. And it's like, yeah, this guy would, yeah, not say motherfucker correctly in a convincing way. <laughs> I mean, the syllables are there. It's in the right order. But, Yeah. Uh, when you really that's why I like doing this podcast because when you really start breaking down these things sometimes they make sense yeah (laughs) I and this was a change from the original it was a small change but I think it hurt the end of the movie in the original the bad guys get caught or foiled before the train stops in this one the train stops and then the bad guys get foiled. So in the remake, John Travolta's plan is flawed. He didn't give himself enough time to get away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. I was like, man, this guy had everything mapped out. He had cameras. He was able to Google people. He, you know, knew he knew about the $10 million. He had the Wall Street thing where he was going to make way more money based on an investment or whatever was happening. Terrorists. I don't know. Um... But the timing of his plan was flawed because as soon as the train stops, the cops are like, oh, there's nobody on here. Everybody go back to where they were. And yeah. the, well, the two other guys got caught and then he gets caught moments later. 
Now, so I did like that. The live streaming of the inside, while that helps them catch Luis Guzman, you know, they're, they're watching, I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking Phil Ramos. <laughs> uh, the sniper could have easily have done that too. Yeah. Took a picture in. Yeah. The guy see it because the like outside of that, it was like there's no reason for that to be live streaming. Yeah. Like just to have the laptop on there. So, yeah, didn't enjoy that too much. Would you like to see a sequel or prequel of the Taking of Film One Two Three Two Thousand Nine? Uh, no. What about a writer John Travolta as writer in like a Wolf of Wall Street takedown? Of him going to the courts. Or Garber, maybe a corporate drama about him taking the bribe. I'd be more interested in the in the, the post-Pelham Garber. Oh, post-Pelham. Than I would pre-Pelham yeah. Ryder. Yeah. This movie really kind of just... Um, it's kind of nice just having a movie. Hour and 45 minutes. Beginning, done. I don't need any more. Yeah. Yeah. What about a remake? This has been re- this was the huh? third time this movie's been remade, or second time it's been remade. Yeah. Third time it's been adapted. I mean, if we were to remake it, yeah, we get Chris Pratt playing a bad guy, and the and and the Garver ish Walter Matthau ish character, yeah, would be. Uh, who would that be? Oh man! So again, with the hostage film, I think this is a great time to take someone who's like. Maybe who wants to kind of do an act movie, but doesn't want to do all the physical stuff of it. I think you need to because all takes place over the phone. Really, you need someone. Um, yeah, who's a guy that could do this? I, I would probably start Liam Neeson now, and he would definitely do some karate. And yeah, or or we flip we flip the script. Yeah, and Sandra Bullock. Oh. Is the cop? Yeah, and Melissa McCarthy is the is yeah. the bad guy. Real badass bitch though. Neck tat. Uh, neck tat. Yeah. Goatee. <laughs> Shaved head. <laughs> well, you know what? Kristen Wiig plays the Tatera character. I know you're not a fan of Melissa McCarthy. She can say motherfucker. I'm like, yeah. I feel like she uses she that. She's convincing. Her. Yeah. I feel like she used that in real life. Yeah. 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 yeah I feel like this is a, this is just a good role for like. These type of movies maybe don't remake Taking Film One Two Three, but yeah, I'd go. I I like a good thriller, heist, hostage type film where you just put like two people I I enjoy on film and just have them talk to each other. A di- dialogue driven films yes. are, are are few and far between. Yeah, and they're they're usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this movie is forgettable. Yes, it is. Um. But yeah. So it had a $100 million budget, which I'm like, that's crazy. Wow. That, All those helicopter shots. A lot man. of helicopter. So you could probably make this for less now. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it made $150 million worldwide. So, you know, somewhat profitable. You know, it's a profitable yeah, sure. film when you, when you consider it. And I think this is a great movie. Like, this movie comes out in the fall of 2019, or comes out in three weeks, and it stars, like, Michael Shannon. Like, Right. Just a movie starring Michael Shannon comes out in October. He's a train, um, subway train. I don't even know what his role is. Dispatcher? Is that what he is? Is a dispatcher? Yeah. Yeah. And 
on the other line is just like another great actor. You're like, oh yeah, I know that guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Thor's brother. What's that guy's name? Loki. Loki. Yeah. Michael Shannon and Loki starring this just yeah. like oh September release of a of a Taking Bell One Two Three. That's a good movie. I'd watch that. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good fall movie. Yeah. The plot's there. All you just need, you know, just need solid back and forth dialogue. Yeah. Um, guy doesn't have to show up to work. Don't have to get out of that chair. <laughs> that, that must be a cush gig for, gig for an actor. It's like, yeah, just, just show up in that show chair. Up. You're yeah. there for two weeks. So, taking fellow one, two, three, do, do we need it? No. I don't think so. I think the original is the superior film. It's probably the one I'll go back and watch again. But I applaud the effort. But I don't think we needed it. Yeah, I mean, the... And the reason I say whimsical for the first one is because of that ending. That ending on the original is <laughs> so great. Yes. And, and you kind of... I did enjoy that ending. <laughs> you kind of see it coming. Yeah. You know, you know they, they foreshadow that. The whole movie. It's just great. Yeah. And this one didn't end... He brings home the milk. It's just kind of, yeah. It's like they didn't have an ending, even though it was like, you had an ending. Yeah. But then it just had to, like, tack on this extra, and then it's kind of this weird, like, freeze frame ending. Yeah, it's just kind of a weird way for this movie to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I applaud it. You gotta, you know, you you gotta shoot your shot. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad John Travolta got to do something between old dogs and wild hogs. (laughs) I mean, really, so he's coming off of be cool. So so Travolta goes basic, the Punisher, ladder forty nine. Be cool, wild hogs taking a pelham one two three old dogs, and they takes a break for a little bit. You know, I mean he was he was he was rolling downhill at this point. Yeah, so I was like, one more shot, one more shot, yeah. and they go, hey, Tony Scott, Denzel Washington, you get to play a bad guy again. You know, yeah, you shoot your shot. But yeah, no, nah, we didn't need it. No. Though, I like this one. Okay. It was entertaining. It was yeah. an entertaining movie. Check it out. But it doesn't stand out from like the pack of other entertaining movies that are like this. Yeah, and I think if you got this and the original in front of you, yeah, watch take original. the original. Yeah. You'll, 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 you'll thank us later. In this time period, there are better John Travolta as a bad guy movies. Yeah. Um, I'll probably watch Broken Arrow if I need to see bad John Travolta. Do not discharge a firearm next to the thermonuclear device. Yeah. Great um, line. There's better Denzel movies at this time. I mean, we're talking this is right around Deja Vu, Out of Time, Man on Fires, two years earlier or whatever. Deja Vu is so underrated. Yeah. So there's better Denzel movies. And there's better Denzel Tony Scott movies. Yeah. There's a better Denzel Tony Scott train movie. <laughs> so you really don't need Taking a Fellow 1, 2, 3. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts on Taking a Fellow 1, 2, 3? No, I don't. I don't think so. Much like this film, you wrap it all up in one episode. Yeah, this isn't a movie you think about later. It is contained. Yeah. Uh, if you have though extra thoughts on John Travolta's performance, uh, who would you like to see in a Taking a Film One Two Three remake? <laughs> uh, you can email the show dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet or on Facebook dbtgpodcast, um, iTunes, Stitcher. All the places, rate, review. If you have recommendations on other hostage films that are great, 
Uh, I'd like to watch another one. We're getting into the fall. This is a great time to watch a hostage film. It is. Wait till about. I gotta watch it. Forty-five, eight o'clock. It's dark. Yeah. Denzel's on my mind. Hostage films are on my mind. Spike Lee's on my mind because of Black Klansman. I gotta watch Inside Man within like the next month. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good hostage film. It is. That's people in a bank. Man, I got I got that bad boy on DVD. Yeah. Man. So that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with uh, with another movie. We haven't decided yet, but we'll talk it out. Until uh, then, don't be that guy. Guide to sequel and remakes. Go ahead and keep riding the subway. It's okay. You know, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy on the other end of the mic. <laughs> I do like you, man. You may be the last friend I ever made.